ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? with your host, GB. And the guy that I'm interviewing today, well, I actually know him. Um, so this is going to be more of a chat, really, more of a catch-up. So this is going to be good. And he's actually in the same time zone as me, which makes a change. So happy days, really. Can't go wrong there. So my guest today is someone I actually know in real life. And I consider him a good lad. Um, He's currently a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber with 15,000 subs. He's known for his football manager videos. He also wrestles for Reach Wrestling. He is Omega Luke. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. No worries, man. I just wanted to return the favour because you actually had me on your show um, a few years ago doing fantasy booking. So, you know, Dude, I just, yeah. and I really enjoyed that. So I just want to sort of uh, basically have a little chat with you, a little catch up. And a lot of has actually happened for you in the pandemic. You made your mm. wrestling debut for Reach Wrestling. So <laughs> can we just basically have a little discussion about that? Because how many wrestlers can actually say they've done that? Uh, but you did. So yeah. how did you get into wrestling um, first? So I had a wrestling podcast, like, we, like you kind of alluded to there. And mm -hmm. when that kind of ended, it was weird. As soon as that ended, that's when I started actually training. It was around about the same time that I started yeah. training. So I think it was a week between it that I had my last ever episode to the week that I actually went to the first training session in 2019, September time, I think, mm -hmm. roughly. So uh, just going on from that, obviously the pandemic first hit in February slash March. February was my last training session. So I went like four or five months about nothing again until August, which was really annoying because around about February time we planned uh, a show in July where I was going to make my debut and they sold about 600 tickets it was going to be amazing um, and yeah I was really looking forward to it and I was ready I was in the best shape wrestling wise I've ever been in yeah. uh, and then we had like four months of no training I had a baby and put on like two stone so <laughs> when we eventually came back it was a bit of a, a bit of a wake-up call that you know I, I needed to, to rethink did I really want to do it did I really want to go through with it? And I thought, well, I don't want to put all of that training I had beforehand to waste. So, uh, yeah, I worked hard again to not exactly lose the weight, but to get in shape for mm. wrestling. I think there's there's a difference. I think people can look skinny and toned, but you can't go into a wrestling ring unless you're unless you're like physically uh, in in the mold for that and, and have been training for that and, and in that regard. So, uh, yeah, in... In uh, November time is when when I finally made my debut. So it was it was a long time coming. It was definitely not why I was expecting it to be with no fans or or anything like that. But still, I've made my debut now and I'm I'm happy to do it. Yeah, you got there in the end, man. Uh, just yeah. before we do talk about the match, I actually want to go back to essentially your podcast, uh, the wrestling yeah. one. And I just want to know what made you stop doing that. Was that because of the wrestling school? Or did you just sort of want to focus on one thing? Um, or were you not enjoying it? Or just, you know, uh, what, what's the reason? It's a combination of quite a lot of things there, to be honest, because I did stop enjoying it for a long time. Um, yeah. I found it very difficult to do carry on doing wrestling content because I started my football manager stuff around about the same time. And that was yeah. really taken off. 
And I think the trouble is like my wrestling content, as much as I love doing it to begin with, and there was a very small audience that enjoyed what I was doing at the same time, my football manager stuff was growing so big. It almost was like, it's become very tedious doing this when my football manager stuff is a game that I enjoy playing. Yeah. I stopped enjoying watching wrestling as much. And I think it was a combination of a few things. And I think the, um, I was, I, I changed to a network instead of doing my own stuff. Mm. Um, and the network was taken away. Some guy who's running it basically got in a massive Twitter war with someone and then just decided to just pull everything. So I was kind of left without a home for my podcast. It was either start off again with my own feed or I just stopped doing it. And in the end, I just thought, uh, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. It's perfect time for me to really uh, come away from it and just continue doing my football manager stuff instead. Okay, cool, man. I didn't know there was a lot more to it. I just thought it was just, you know, okay, I'm just going to stick with the wrestling now and I'm just going to move on to the football manager. So I didn't realise there was a bit more to it. So, you know, and I, I did enjoy it, you know, for yeah. those that are listening that only may know you for your football manager content. Uh, the rest of the stuff is really good and that's how we know each other um, because I appeared yeah. on Simon Miller's podcast and I was just doing a bit of fantasy booking at the end with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman uh, Roman Reigns turned hill uh, guess who predicts the future by the way fucking this guy and um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had just been a mark really but anyway so you actually reached out <laughs> to me and then you said oh yeah hey mate you know I listened to you and I really enjoyed what you did so I've got this show and uh, I'd like you to come on and talk, you know, basically some fantasy booking. And I was like, yeah, man, definitely. You know, and I really appreciate that you reached out to me. Not only just give me a, you know, a compliment, but you actually wanted me on your show. And I appeared a few times and one of them was like Velveteen Dream. Um, it was a really fun angle and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually listened to one of them back. Um, oh, really? Velveteen Dream one has not really aged well because, you know, yeah being accused but Oops. anyway yeah um but i listened to one of them back yeah it was um <laughs> and i'm like cursing at your mate because he beat me but i was doing like the young bucks and uh tyler bait that was it all right yeah yeah uh, not tyler bait what's his tyler breeze sorry and the tyler breeze, yeah and, and i made a graphic for everything but he was like mate i loved it but you you broke the rules so i was like <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, yeah i remember actually um <laughs> listening to your your podcast with simon miller uh mm. me and the lads were driving up to a wrestling show i can't remember what show it was i think it was i think we went to watch the rev pro new japan show up in london mm -hmm. uh in 2018 or 19 i can't remember when it was but 18 it was and on the way up there we listened to simon, simon miller's podcast with you on it and my, I had just started my podcast at that point, and the lads were like, oh, you need to get this guy on. I was like, fuck yeah, I, I need to. And I remember just like searching on Simon Miller's, uh, on, his, on, his, on his Facebook page, and you had wrote on there, and I was like, bang, found him. Right, let's give him a message. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good, man. Um, was you driving with uh, Matt and Nev, by the way? Uh, Matt and Mason. Matt and, Matt and Adam Mason at the time. Yeah, Nev, oh, Nev okay. wasn't there at the time, but yeah. Yeah, Matt's, I really like Matt. I, actually, I know him for you as well. And he yeah. loves his Funko Pops and uh, Bret Hart. But no, he's a good lad. Uh, someone I yeah. will occasionally speak to as well. That's, um, you know, big up to him. If he's, he probably won't listen to this, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway. He doesn't so, watch anything or listen to anything I ever do. So is he not? probably oh, not. No. Ah, he won't be sweet as then. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so tell me, um, Luke. So how did you come up with Omega, Luke? So uh, it's, I kind of like come off wrestling for about four or five years for for quite a long time and then i remember just like going on youtube one day and you know when like you just get like a random recommendation of something that you've never typed in or yeah. anything like that whatsoever and it was a, a what culture video and it was simon miller as well mm -hmm. um and he was talking about this the best ever match that's ever happened 
Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a video that was like five months old at the time as well, because it was like five months ago that it happened in the January. And mm. I was just listening to it and I was just um, watching, uh, watching the video and I thought, I've never heard of either of these two wrestlers. Like I, I knew there was wrestling in Japan, but I didn't know that there was like uh, non-Japanese wrestlers there as well. So that I could actually understand their promos and understand storylines and stuff a little bit more. So uh, I got a little bit curious because of it. And from just listening to what he was saying about the match, I thought I need to, I just need to watch this match. I need just to see what's the, the hype about it. Yeah. Uh, and I watched it back and just fell in love with, Kenny Omega fell in love with the Bullet Club and then fell in love with wrestling again and and more importantly like independent wrestling away from WWE's Raw and Smackdown because that's for me I just felt like I was past that and I still am now I can't it doesn't hook me still I can't get into the storylines and stuff come in and out of it um I struggle to keep up with stuff but things like New Japan and, and NXT and, and like this time last year well about 18 months ago when uh, British wrestling was was hot. Yeah. I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Um, and Kenny Omega was just like the person I then just like Googled and, and watched so many YouTube videos and watched so many matches back. So when I was coming up with a name, um, I couldn't really think of something that flowed well. I was trying to think of stuff with my initials and stuff, and I just couldn't think of anything. Uh, yeah. And I wanted it to be based around my name just in case I ever went away from wrestling. Um, and then I just come up with like Luke Omega, that sound right, but Omega Luke flows a little bit more. So yeah, long story, but yeah, that's, that's how it come up with it. No, that's a good story, man. I didn't, I, I kind of thought it may have been Kenny Omega, but the one thing I yeah. do want to know is the owl. Cause I yeah. remember like when I uh, was doing artwork, um, for one of the fancy booking shows and I just remember like the logo having an owl in it and you had a picture as well. Um, what, why is an owl so important to you? Uh, it's my favorite animal. Um, and I've just always, it's always been the case. Uh, mm. Like it's on my logo, my hat and everything. Like, <laughs> Available user. to buy that, um, by the way. I'll put the link down there. It <laughs> is, it is, yeah. Um, I've also got a big owl tattoo on my leg. Like I've, I've gone to the owl sanctuaries a couple of times. I just find them very mysterious and, 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 and like very interesting. It's just, it is just my favourite animal. And I just think I've kept it ever since my first logo. Had an owl on it. I wanted the owl on it. Uh, and I've just kept the owl ever since. And I will always keep the owl now because it's it's also like my viewers, they'll 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 say I never tell them to, but they'll say, like, oh, we follow the owl and stuff like that. Meaning oh, whatever I do, they'll watch and stuff. And I just kept it, to be honest. I, I, I quite like it. And I used it to put it in like yeah. I used to put like emotes to it and my tweets and stuff. I don't do that anymore, but yeah, I just used to just to stick with it. No, that's cool, man. I think it works. And obviously Omega Luke is now. Yeah, become a brand for you, isn't it? Um, yeah, in a way. And absolutely. I just want to know as well because we went, we did talk about your wrestling debut, but I actually want to talk about the match itself because I actually watched yeah. it and I gave you feedback and I really liked it and I liked um, your attire. Was that inspired by Pete Dunne? Was that, by the way? Very much so, and for the fact that uh, my figure is uh, not the best, so it, it kind of hides the little the, the creases that I would have had if I'd just come out <laughs> wearing pants. So, <laughs> yeah. And you was like cutting promos as well. And I like the fact it felt like it was you, you know, you wasn't just going one yeah. and just trying to be someone else. And I think that's some of the best gimmicks in wrestling um, have been sort of someone being themselves, but enhanced a bit, you know, turn up the notch. I just want to exactly know what's like, the match yeah. itself. Um, what's the feedback like that you received from your colleagues, uh, from your mates and from your friends? 
um, your family. Sorry. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's it's, it's kind of um, all all of it's been fairly positive. Uh, there's been like little critiques, which, to be honest, when I've watched the match back, like I see myself. Um, but the, the main positives are the promo and character work because. I've, I've always felt like that will be my strongest point because yeah. I know I'm good. To, I'm, I know I'm a good talker. I can, I can speak on a microphone and I'm quite good with like improv. If somebody tries ripping me about something, then I, I know I can, I can, I'm fairly decent at coming back with a comeback yeah. at that in, in, in like a kind of argument. So I think promos and stuff is always going to be my strong point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you mentioned there, the character work, when, the the reach um promoters wanted me to do the same character as my youtube uh persona for instance in the wrestling ring just enhanced and just be a bit cocky and uh, a bit obnoxious then it was perfect in that regards that i want i want to have the microphone i want to have the camera on me so character work everyone was 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 happy with (laughs) yeah the hat and jacket stayed on it was like when we were when we were planning the match out, it was it was almost like, how long can you keep the attire on? And I said, what, do you mean the, the jacket? They went, and the hat. I went, what, do you reckon I could take bumps of it? It was strap it as hard as you can to your head and we'll see how long you can keep on. It got to the point, I had to take it off because I was like, it's not coming off. It, I took like five <laughs> bumps of it and I thought, I'm going to have to take it off in a minute. So I ended up like taking it off, putting it on matey and just hitting him with it. I'm just like, I've got to take it off because I'm going to get really sweaty and <laughs> really bad. Um, but yeah, and I think the uh, the bad things, like I look, I watched that match. I can't watch that ba- match back now because of how bad I was. Like I've had a match since and it was just so much better and I felt more comfortable mm. um, in the ring. And I, I took more control in the second match and where's the first match like it was a blur when it was happening and it got to one point in the match where I was like I have no idea what point of the match we're at and I looked down at my opponent and he looked up and said what's next and I was like oh no like this this is not a good sign yeah it's not a good sign I mean we kind of rescued it Mm. um but when I watch it back I can see exactly that point Mm. uh whereas in the second match I had it just flowed so much easier like we both of us remembered our spots really well uh and it just i watched that match back and i'm proud of it yeah i watched the first match back and i'm going for a first match i'm happy with it but i never really want to watch that match back again to be honest and that was there's a a few wrestlers who have who i've asked for feedback because that's important to do so if you ever do it who's who's given me some very good feedback to be honest and my coaches has as well and, and, and told me that the things i need to work on and improve on and i feel like in in the training and matches since that um i I have improved on that since it's Mm. just obviously we're in a lockdown at the minute i've been able to train since then uh so it's just getting back into the flow of it i guess when we get back to it yeah hopefully we come out that soon man i mean i think realistically we're slowly coming out of it but i'm not getting my hopes up anymore man but i think that's a fair assessment as well what you said i think as long as you're willing to accept uh criticism as well along with being yeah. praised, then I think that will make you overall grow as a professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, I actually I think you it's personal. important in... Oh, sorry. In, mate, in, in every, I think it's quite important in um, in every regard to to take constructive criticism, even yeah. with, like, content and stuff, like reaching out to people who've been doing it a longer time and, and, mm. and who, are, who you know are better than you and maybe have more experience and stuff and just say, look, can you just spend a little bit of time watching this and tell me how I can improve. And I think that's that's quite important in wrestling, in, in content creation. 
uh, and probably in all aspects of life, like if you're at a new job and asking people stuff like that. So uh, never be offended, I think, mm. if people say what you're doing looks bad or, or, or you can improve on stuff. Always take it as, as a compliment that they want to they give you that time and they want to give you mm. that uh, experience. And I think it's just something for you to work on as well. And I think, you know, in terms of this podcast, um, I think obviously I've reached out to you and I've asked you about mics and, you know, how to reach out to people as well. And I think as long as you're willing to accept that, you know, you will improve. Um, yeah. You know, and I think as well with the graphics, uh, you know, I've seen some of the examples that I would do in and yeah. then sort of, you know, I've seen some of your work now. It's, it's quality, mate, for yeah. the thumbnails that you use um, for what I was going to ask in the moment about, you know, your content for the football manager stuff. But I actually wanted to talk about as well, meeting you in person. It was only brief, yeah. but it was actually... Um, that progress chapter night five i believe um you were with a few friends i just want to know what you thought of the show yep. and what was the match of the night for you oh so yeah i mean it was a long time ago now wasn't it but mm. the, the whole ago. event yeah the whole event was just amazing for me because mm. it was my first progress show and i think we couldn't have picked a first show to go to it mm. had a rumble in it i mean that's what every wrestling fan loves in it the royal rumble is you don't even have to be a wrestling fan a brand new title as well the royal rumble so it had a rumble, exactly, exactly, for the Proteus belt. Um, and it, I think that was my favourite match because of, I think it's probably the perfect Royal Rumble. They had different spots and it had funny bits, it had serious bits, it continued mm. storylines, it created storylines, uh, and I found that amazing. So I think that was probably my favourite match out of, out of the night. I was a bit disappointed with the ending because I think at the time it was the right point I mean, obviously, definitely doesn't deserve it now. But David Starr was at that point where he probably should have took the belt off Walter. Yeah, um, so it was like the twelfth match, it was, one, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was it was all leading to that. Like he had the big rise that year and and mm. kind of took over a little bit. Yeah. I think well, he we pushed are the independence, right? and I think now yeah. everyone's burning their shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, after after that, but I I was a bit disappointed with the Eddie Dennis stuff. But mm. obviously, in the long run, that looks fantastic because they managed to keep it away from him. Um, yeah. but there we go no that's fair enough mate I think the best match for me personally was probably either the tag match I mean it wasn't like a five star match but I enjoyed oh. it so much man Mustache Mountain against and Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle does the spear and the jackhammer as a dig to Goldberg just right at the start so much. but yeah. it, was, it was a great show man right at the start as well um, in person so yeah who do you support by the way before I do finally get on to the football manager stuff, because I think that's what most people will be tuning us in for, because you're so popular with that, but I just want to know, who do you support in terms of... I, I am a Manchester United fan, unfortunately. Have you been to Old Trafford, at least? I have, yeah. I've been to been there for about four United games and then three England games as well, so... Nah, that's cool, mate. I just had to ask if you've been there, because... You know, I know quite so many people that support Man United. I've never even set foot in Manchester. Yeah. So it's refreshing to speak to a Man United fan that has at least been exactly. there. And Old Trafford yeah. is a lovely stadium, by the way. I love it. One of the best. Oh, it's fantastic. Played. Yeah. Um, stadium tour. Even if you're not a United mm, fan, stadium tour. Is that's worth it, isn't it? It's really fun, man. Like, I, yeah. I love stadium tours. and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I, I'm I love exactly the same. Like, even, I know, like, the, your enemies, but I did one at Anfield and really enjoyed it, man. I know. I know I've done that, to yeah, I've done that one twice. What, Anfield? How bad is that? I'm a Man United fan. Yeah, I've done the Anfield <laughs> one twice. Uh, yeah, that's, it. that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I've been to watch Tottenham before and I'm an Arsenal fan, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll cut that bit out. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Football's football, <laughs> isn't it? Football's football. But that's it, man. It's all, it's all a game, isn't it, really? 
So let's talk about the football manager stuff. So you've seemed to crack this fan base and this market and you seem to be having some success from it. So I just want to know what is so great about the game? If you had to describe it to someone that's never played it before but likes football, uh, what is it that attracts you so much about it? I think it's the the simulation side of it. It's more of a strategy game than than an actual gameplay game. Like FIFA, mm. people, millions of people play FIFA because they control the players and stuff like that. Yeah. But then it gets to the point where if you're playing against the computer, it becomes too easy. Or if you're playing against people online, it becomes too hard. And there's yeah. no really, there's not really much in between. You're either, you're either good against the computer and bad online. But that's 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 it. Whereas Football Manager, I think, has a has a good blend of you can do, you can play with any team you like in the world, pretty much that you can think of. And every time you start that game and start a new game file, you start a new story. Yeah. And I think that's that's uh, the beauty of of the game. It's more, and you can make it as difficult or as easy as you like. Uh, you can you can do it so you can't see any players' attributes, so you don't know how good they are until you scout them properly, or you can have it revealed at the start. And stuff like that and and there's ways that you can make the game easier if you really need to you can download people's tactics you can set responsibilities for every, everyone else to do it or you can take control of it all yourself and and basically do what i call it the alex ferguson where he basically run everything in, yeah. in the whole club um and i think that's that's the best thing about it and I, it's a game that i've played for 20 years like i remember playing the first championship manager 98 99 i think it's the first one i ever played um, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, so I was I wasn't really like aware of what I was doing much on it, but I remember yeah. playing it. Um, and then I remember playing the first football manager when they bought it and rebranded it in 2005. And I've had every single one since that point. Um, and I've always liked manager games. I've always liked simulator games, LMA manager. I've always liked motorsport manager. Might not even be into motorsport, but I'll play the mo- I'll play the manager game and, and stuff. And and uh, there's that total extreme wrestling. I've played that before. Yeah, I used to play that. And I, I like that kind of game. Yeah, yeah, I love those kind of games. Simulator games. I find them total war and stuff like that. So it's it's right up my wheelhouse, to be honest. So when I managed to, to sign up, to kind of strike a, a bit of an audience and, and grow a little bit, it was mm. it was great for me because it's a game that I've probably put the most time in in my lifetime. Yeah, and no, it does show, mate, especially with the content that you do produce and essentially how you are on social media. And when you're promoting it as well, I just want to know sort of how is it that you got there uh, where you are now? Um, you, I've said FM Scouts. Um, how did that come by? Um, I, I'm not too yeah. good. I'm not very good with the terminology because I'm more of a FIFA man. As you say, like I like controlling the players, but when it comes to behind the scenes yeah. and stuff, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just want to know basically <laughs> how, <laughs> so I put myself down, but it's true. But, but how is it that you sort of, you watched it grow, but how did you develop it? Yeah, so it was, uh, I had like 60 subscribers and I was doing daily videos for about 10 people, viewers, because the 60 subscribers, majority of them were just people who come across my wrestling channel who just wanted to support me. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, So they weren't really watching my stuff. And I was getting like nine or 10 people watching every video. And I just did like a random experiment video where I put like all the best Wonder Kids in one team and shoved them in the Premier League and and just simulated it for like five years. And I posted the video out on on a Facebook group. And some guy messaged me, uh, some Scottish geezer messaged me. He was like running the, running that page and was like, oh, I really liked your video. Um, would you like to start a, a football manager podcast for the page? And I was like, yeah, I won't mind doing that. Because he's seen, he clicked on my page and seen that I was still doing the wrestling podcast. 
yeah. um, at the time and he wanted to start a, a page podcast for, for football manager stuff. I said, yeah, I won't mind doing that. And he goes, well, in return, um, there's a, a friend of mine is asking if I know anyone who can produce videos for his YouTube channel. So I was like, all oh, right, okay, who's that? And he, he said FM Scout and I was just like, surely not because at the time, like, FM Scout, I've been using them for, for like nearly 15 years, like website-wise. So yeah. I knew who, exactly who they were and I've watched a few of their videos before and I knew they had not. Like, surely they can find somebody to make videos for them. Um, and as it turns out, like, they never went forward with the podcast, but he still put my name forward for, for FM Scout. And uh, within, like, a month, I was, I was making videos for them, even though I had, like, less than 100 subscribers myself and been doing it for, like, two months. Um, and that's where it just kind of kicked off because they had a, a, such a big audience. Uh, and I was able to, I think, like, my third video proper banged for them and got, like, 50,000 views within a, a few days. Whoa. Like, I couldn't even dream of having viewership like that and my channel just grew and grew and i think within five months i hit 1k and then every time then it was just like milestone after milestone i, I want to hit it i want to hit it and uh and it carried on from there really that's good man and you know you're still you're enjoying it and it's still early days for you mate to wrap this yeah. up um i just want to know what is next for not just your channel but for omega luke Oh, it's a good question. Um, I'd like to make this full-time job. That's that's my that's my end goal. Um, I've made that very apparent as well. Like my viewers know that, and the the best thing about a lot of my viewers is they're willing to help me get to that point. They're willing yeah. to to like people are in the chat and they say, right, come on, let's sub to Luke's Patreon, let's get into full time. It, it might not even work, but it's just nice to see that people want me to be full time. Mm, um, have that because support. They, exactly yeah so that that's going to be my goal and i've taken i've taken some steps recently that i think in the long run will help me get there um maybe i was a little bit too late on the on the draw but i'm hoping for next year the next year's game that will help me uh propel me into that um so yeah within the next few years i'd like to be full-time for sure and, and do this full-time uh and stream a little bit more as well i'm doing the stream of showdown this weekend which is like a big event uh sponsored by kfc of all the best like fm streamers um in the world so that that's going to be fantastic but i think they have like that's looking good yeah they had uh, they had like three hundred and fifty thousand people watch the last one so it was absolutely yeah. mental numbers so i can't wait that'd for that be this sick weekend. man that'd be sick yeah, it's a really good, like, well-run tournament. I've been involved in a few of them, but I've only took part in one of them before. Mm. Uh, so it's nice to be to be back involved. But, to get that audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and just enjoy the occasion, really, because the, the first time I was in it, I was very new to streaming. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really know exactly what I was doing, but I've got a lot of plans this weekend. I want to go full wrestling persona uh, and, uh, and and have, like, my wrestling gear on and maybe just cut a few promos. That would be quite cool, like man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just make it a little bit like can't miss my stream kind of stuff, so mm. people will tune in, tune in. So uh, that, that's good. Be quite good way fun. to plug the wrestling as well. That'd be good, man. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that that should be quite good. But yeah, going forward, that's that's the main goal, and just 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 keep enjoying it, not burn myself out anymore, because mm. I think that's that's at one point I was trying too much and I was burning myself out, and I found I found a healthy balance now. I think that's great, man. Um, you seem like you know what you're doing. And, you know, you, you've got a path. And once lockdown ends, you know, there's going to be more opportunities as well. And you'll be able to wrestle in front of crowds. So I'm going to end this with something yeah. I've never done before. And it's to, basically, I want you to pick your Premier League five-a-side team. 
of all, it, it can be past or present. Uh, I know you're United fans. So if you want to choose just Manchester United players, that's absolutely fine. But it can be anyone. You get one goalie, one defender, one, <laughs> one defender, two midfielders, and one striker. And okay. so let's start off with the goalkeeper. Who are you going to pick? I think Peter Cech. Peter Cech was really? he's so good for such yeah. a long time. Yeah, I've seen his stat today, actually, which mm. I don't know whether it was exactly true, but it was on one of these like big sports pages that he saved like 2,000 shots out of like 2,400 mm. shots that were taken at him. And I thought, if that's true, that is really ridiculous stats. Um, but yeah, Peter Cech, I think people forget how good he was because yeah, of how bad he was in his well. last... Like, he was yeah. amazing. Yeah. amazing uh, I don't think he recovered. So, I mean, his first yeah, season I, Arsenal, I thought he was pretty good, but I still think he's got, um, mm. you know, he, he still was okay, but it just never, for me personally, wasn't the same. Um, so we've got Peter Cech yeah, I agree. Brilliant. So one defender. It can be a right back. It can be a left back. It can be centre back. This is your choice, your team. But you've got to pick to win. I hate it. I hate this really because again, I'm going to go for a Chelsea player, John Terry. And mm-hmm. I don't really remember anything until like 2004 onwards. Yeah. So I mean, John Terry was just the best. John Terry centre back. That's fair enough. So we've got Peter Cech, and then we've got John Terry. I, I can't disagree, to be honest. I'm not really the biggest fan of him as a person, but as a player, yeah, one of the best defenders I've ever seen. So it's hard to argue. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to let him meet my wife, that's for sure. Hide <laughs> your wife, is Terry. Um, two midfielders. So this might give you a bit more option. Um, who are they going to be? Yeah. So I'm going to go for... I'm going to stay, stay away from Lampard because I've already done two Chelsea players, so that'll be a bit unfair. I'm going to go with Steven Gerrard because although I'm a Man United fan, I can't deny Steven Gerrard is, is, is amazing and mm. an incredible football brain, uh, an incredible player. Probably the best ever player not to win the Premier League. So I think that's, that's, um, that's a fact, in my opinion. Um, and then alongside him, I'm going to go with Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes is just... On next level, unbelievable player, and the, the stories that I've heard about Paul Scholes as well from United players oh. and stuff is just, yeah, is just ridiculous. He's mm. one of the most gifted players ever, and, and just I just love the way nobody heard about him, like mm. outside of football while he was a player, and now you can get rid of him now that and you just you just like oh it's Paul Scholes again. He's terrible at punditry. I mean, like, but here like he is again him, like, in the so, Esther, where yeah. they're, they're like saying, oh, he's one of the best players I've ever played against. So. For them to say that about they're like goals, fighting over his shirt. Mm. Yeah, I like this team so far. So we've Mental. got Peter so. Cech, John Terry, Stephen Gerrard, Paul Scholes, and now we've got one more player to pick, and that's a striker of your choice. Who is going to get you the goals, and who's going to win you the game? This sucks, but you're going to like this. I'm going to go Thierry Henry. Ah, ah, chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. There's a lot of United players I could have gone for, like Ronaldo, obviously. But I think Premier League-wise, he wasn't at his best until he moved to Madrid. Uh, mm. Wayne Rooney was very good, don't get me wrong. But I still think Henri was technically better. And I think, although although Wayne Rooney worked harder, um, and occasionally, I think, maybe Henri just a little bit better class-wise. Henri left at the right time as well. I think Rooney's last few years at Man United um, were kind yeah. of went in, in a way. I think the trouble then... is with Rooney as well. He, he, he never had a definitive position. Mm. He was good up front and then all of a sudden he played in behind the striker and he was good there. So it was like, oh, he's really good. Yeah, and just, by the end, he was just getting pushed back and back. That's exactly. And I think he, he never had one definitive position, whereas, mm. whereas Henri kind of did play off the left, but 
predominantly he was he was a striker and he scored a lot of goals and created a lot of chances for for Arsenal. So some yeah, of the goals he scored were magnificent, like Jesus game Christ. changing yeah. in my opinion. Um, yeah. He is probably one of my favorite players of all time. So I'm glad he chose that. So let's just wrap <laughs> this up with the team that you have chosen: Omega Luke's Premier League five-a-side team. We've got Peter Cech in goal. We've got John Terry in, in the back. And then midfield, we've got Paul Scholes and Steven Gerrard. And up front, we've got Thierry Henry. That's a brilliant team, mate. That is excellent. I think uh, you'll get a couple of trophies with that squad. So I want to thank you very much for coming on, Luke. Um, For me, to have you on the show means a lot because you're basically... um, Return the favour to you. You had me in your show many years ago. And, you know, thank you for that. And I sort of do consider you an inspiration for one of the reasons why I'm doing this. I hope you stay safe and we can meet maybe at another progress show or even I come to a reach wrestling. Um, But for now, Luke, I want you to stay safe and uh, do your thing, mate. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. You're smashing it. Cheers, mate.